Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You're listening to Luke's English podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the podcast. Already, as I'm recording this, I think I'm going to sneeze. Shoo! Oh, God. Oh, feels good. <clears throat> Welcome to Luke's English Podcast. Um, thank you for saying bless you. If you didn't say bless you, then you should feel ashamed of yourself. Because how can you let a man sneeze without saying bless you afterwards? Even if it is over the internet... Um, I did expect you to say bless you, because if you don't say bless you, well, I mean, what happens? Apparently they say, well, they used to say that um, you had to say bless you, because when you sneeze, your soul comes out. Your soul comes out of your body, and unless you say bless you, then the devil can steal it and take it. I'm not sure that's scientific. I'm not sure what kind of scientific facts that idea is based upon none i'd imagine um but i suppose there's also a sort of health uh, related aspect to to that saying bless you you know if someone sneezes um, it could mean that they're they might be catching a cold or something and so you say bless you as a way of saying god bless you meaning i hope that um god uh is merciful upon you and doesn't allow you to um pick up some potentially life-threatening virus of some kind influenza for example influenza back in the olden days would have killed a lot of people so if someone sneezed then you know you would say you'd like pray for that person bless you you know meaning i hope that i hope you don't die i suppose is what what it means anyway welcome to luke's english podcast um and uh, you'll notice that this episode is entitled Prepositions. Right. Now, uh, don't get too excited. In fact, do. Do. Do get excited. Please do. Get as excited as possible because I know for a fact that a number of people have been waiting with bated breath for this episode. An episode all about prepositions. In fact, from way back in the early days of Luke's English podcast, back when I first started this in 2009, uh, that was already one of the first requested episodes. In fact, one of my listeners uh, from those days, who I, I don't know if she's still listening, um, but I used to have a listener called, I think she was called Paula. I, I think so. I remember she left a couple of comments back in 2009, which is five years ago. Paula left a comment requesting an episode about prepositions. And um, I, I remember Paula because she told me once in a comment that she used to listen to Luke's English podcast when she was in the shower, which is awesome, isn't it, really, when you think about it. And that may be one of the reasons why I've been so keen over all these years to actually, you know, fulfill her request and do it, this episode on prepositions. So, Paula, if you're still listening to me, um, then, you know, hello. Um, I hope that you're enjoying your shower. Um, 
I, I'm certainly enjoying the fact that you were listening to Luke's English podcast in the shower. That's it. That's as far as I'm going to go with that uh, that particular uh, thought. Um, anyway, um, here it is, finally, the episode on prepositions, which you requested five years ago, and which I've had in the back of my mind ever since, for, for various reasons. Um, but she's not the only person who requested an episode on prepositions. In fact, I get regular requests in one form or another about this subject. And and um, I've been meaning to do a, a, this podcast episode for such a long time that it's kind of become like this big thing, um, this big sort of weight um, pressing down upon me. Like the longer I've left this episode on prepositions, the longer I've left it, the more sort of somehow the more pressure there is for this episode to be to be really good. And I think that's the reason why I didn't do the episode there's that reason that there's so much pressure now for this episode to be a good one because I've, you know, spent so much time kind of thinking about it. Um, so there's one reason why I haven't done it yet, or I didn't do it up to this point. Another reason why I haven't done an episode on prepositions thus far um, is because um, it's such a big subject, you know, it's a huge subject, prepositions. I think you all agree out there, all the learners of English agree that prepositions are a very difficult aspect of, of learning English, particularly if you speak kind of a Latin-based language, or in fact any, almost all languages, I think, um, have a slightly different system, and that English uses prepositions a lot to join sentences together, to, to um, join up words together. Uh, they, they perform a, a number of different functions. We use prepositions to create things like adjective phrases or adverbial phrases or phrasal verbs, even noun phrases. All kinds of different phrases can be created using these little words. Okay, um, and so obviously it's a big challenge for learners of English. So I know how important it is, and that's one of the reasons I've been sort of meaning to do this episode for a long time. Uh, but the things that have prevented me from doing it are the fact that yes, it's a big challenge. I can see that it's a very difficult, it's a difficult subject for me to cover in in an episode because I want episodes of Luke's English podcast to be really good, and I don't want to just sort of do a half baked episode, and so. I, with uh, thinking about doing a preposition episode has um, kind of been difficult because I kind of think this is such a big subject. It's so difficult to cover it in one episode. I'll need to do lots of research. I'll need to plan it very carefully. Um, there's lots of pressure because people have been expecting this and they're, they're going to, after all this time, people are going to expect it to be good and all that sort of thing. Um, and so those are the reasons why I haven't done one yet because I've, uh, it's just been such a big, big sort of, um, uh, what's the word for it? A big thing. No, thing isn't the good enough word. I can't just say the word thing. It's been such a big challenge uh, for me that I haven't done it. But I thought just today, I thought, look, if I don't just do it, if I don't just get down to it, then I'm never going to do this episode on prepositions. And I thought to myself, look, I don't have to make it perfect. I don't have to answer every possible question about the use of prepositions. I don't have to deal with every single usage of prepositions that there that there is. Um, all I need to do is just have a stab at it. Just give it a shot. That's what I thought. I thought it doesn't have to be perfect. I don't have to answer all the questions under the sun relating to this subject. If I can just somehow give a bit of commentary on the use of prepositions and provide something 
of use, then that will be worth doing. And anyway, this is a free podcast and um, I don't suppose people expect, you know, the gold sort of um, standard service. Um, Or do they? Maybe they do. I'm sure there are some people out there who are kind of like, well, um, yes, I expect all my free downloads to be of premium standard quality. And I know that I'm just getting this for free, but um, I demand um, absolute, absolutely perfect value for my free download. And if I don't get, if, you know, if, unless I get nothing but the best in quality, then I will leave shitty reviews for your podcast on iTunes. I don't know. Anyway, you can see that I've been wrestling with this subject for some, some time, and I've been concerned that I wouldn't be able to do it justice. But I thought, what the hell? I've just got to do something, and that's going to be good enough. So this is it. Okay? Don't get your hopes up. On one hand, don't get too excited because it's not necessarily going to be the answer to every single query that you've ever had regarding prepositions. But on the other hand, please do get excited because finally here it is, the episode about prepositions. Now, um, some time ago, I was sitting in um, an exam room and I'd just given my students an exam and I had an hour and a half to sit there kind of keeping one eye on the students to make sure that they weren't cheating because they do cheat if you give them half a chance they will cheat so I had to kind of keep one eye out observing the students like an eagle to make sure that they weren't uh, cheating and at the same time I decided well I've got an hour or an hour and a half what am I going to do with this time while I'm sitting here I'm going to create a little mind map plan of an episode about prepositions and that's what I began to do so I found it. I finally found it because I was looking for this this page that I'd written in my notebook with all these ideas about prepositions and things I could say in this episode. And I, I was, was like, where? I couldn't find it. I was thinking, where is it? Where is that bloody piece of paper where I wrote all that stuff? So I went through all my all my notes and everywhere and I eventually found it and here it is. And I haven't looked at this for, it's nearly a year to be honest with you. Nearly a year since I wrote all these things down. And this is the first time I've looked at these notes um, since I wrote them. So um, I just hope and pray that this is going to be coherent. Um, anyway, what I what I would like to achieve with this episode is um, some information and explanations about the ways in which prepositions are used, what they are, um, how they are used, uh, problems that they cause learners of English, Okay, um, so I'd like to kind of give you a bit of commentary on on what they are and how they're used, and then also I'd like to give you, um, let's say, some lists um, of common preposition collocations, because prepositions often collocate with verbs and nouns and adjectives and things, um, and so I, I could actually provide you with some really useful phrase lists involving prepositions, and. I mean, there are loads, there are hundreds of collocations with prepositions, and I can't cover them all, all right? But I'm going to give it my best shot. I'm going to try and give you some genuinely really useful information. This introduction has already been 10 minutes. It's time for me to just get started. All right, okay, so prepositions. What are they? What problems do they cause? How are they used? 
But let's also look at some common uses, including a list of, of phrases and collocations with prepositions. Um, I've been promising to do an episode of prepositions for years, and now here it is. I hope that I haven't built it up too much. I hope that this isn't an anticlimax, um, but this will be very useful because it should explain what they are. And also you've got loads of phrases um, in order to make your English very, very natural. Because... Um, um, in, you'll notice that native speakers do use all sorts of prepositional phrases all the time, uh, and that often is one of the differences between the English of a learner, a learner, and the English of a native speaker. That native speakers use all these phrasal verbs and other things like that. Okay, rather than, for example, Latin-based verbs that are used by speakers of Latin-based languages or whatever. Okay, what are prepositions? And I've written in my notes here research. So that meant that I had to actually do some research into what prepositions are. I quickly had a look uh, online about um, prepositions. I know basically what they are, but if you actually search for more detailed linguistic information about uh, prepositions, then you come up with some very complicated uh, analytical information, which might not be very useful to the average learner of English. So I'm going to try and make it simple. And tr- and I also, I will attempt to make it fun, but I mean, there's no guarantee that I can do that. Um, so English is full of prepositions. It's one of the ways that our language is structured. Uh, prepositions allow English to be less formalized, and they allow English to be more flexible and dynamic. Okay, um, and yet uh, because of the, all these preposi- prepositions, English can be very hard to master. Um, the rules around uh, prepositions are very vague. Okay, um, instead, what you find is that there are various patterns um, and vocabulary collocations with prepositions that don't follow logical. Um, rules, let's say. For example, you might ask, what does the word uh, to mean? Or how do I use the word of? Well, in fact, the word of has many, many different meanings in many different combinations with other words. Okay. Um, At this point, you might be thinking, Luke, you're still not giving me the information I need. Can you please make it simple? Well, I'm going to do my best, but that's difficult. So how are prepositions used? First of all, You have um, prepositions which are commonly associated with describing place or positions. We also have prepositions describing movement. And we also have prepositions that we use to explain time. Okay? Now, those are the pretty simple things. Those are the simple uh, uses of prepositions. Place, uh, position, movement, and time. But there are also other uses too. For example, to form short phrases with verbs, nouns, and adjectives. Those are the collocations that I was talking about. So they collocate with nouns and adjectives. They connect nouns and adjectives to other parts of a sentence. Uh, with verbs, we use them with um, intransitive verbs to add an object uh, onto an intransitive verb. Okay. Uh, for example, nouns. Um, with nouns, you have uh, a preposition plus a noun, like in prison, on fire, out of his mind, for example. Um, so uh, one thing you should do is try and, try and notice um, prepositions when they're being used. Uh, I'm trying to follow my notes here. It's all written. What? It's all written? Oh, okay. All right. Um, it's just this one page on prepositions. Um, okay, I'm, gonna t- I'm still trying to make no- make uh, sense of my notes. Um, so, okay, nouns, 
like prepositions plus noun in prison on fire out of his mind for example um um let's see what else my god my mind map is pretty confusing here um also, we have difficulty with pronunciation and, and prepositions because of weak forms in connected speech. Often pre uh, prepositions are not pronounced very clearly, so they can be difficult to hear. Um, now, there's no way that I can cover absolutely everything in this series. I, to be honest, I would need to do a series. Yes, another series of episodes. Um, a, a preposition series. But in this episode... Um, oh, I've written here in my notes. But in this episode, I'll read you a story with... 10 phrasal verbs, 10 noun prepositions, and 10 adjective prepositions. So you should try and notice them, and then I'll test you. And it's all written on the web page. Well, guess what? I haven't written a story. And um, so I'm, you won't hear me read a story with 10 phrasal verbs, 10 noun phrases, and 10 adjectival prepositions, uh, collocations either. But what I will try and do is give you some examples later on. Okay, um, let's see. Um, English is a language of lexical patterns or lexical chunks. Chunks of, of vocabulary stuck together. Okay, now if you realise that, then you realise that you have to learn these words in groups. Um, so you're not just learning individual prepositions, but you're learning chunks of language that contain prepositions. So prepositions can be like the glue that allow larger phrases to be created. So one thing I should say is don't try and necessarily learn the prepositions on their own, but learn fixed phrases which are stuck together using prepositions. Like, for example, I just said some noun collocations, in prison, on fire, out of his mind. I don't know why I chose those three, but I just did. Um, so... Um, um, so one thing you should just try, be trying to do is notice the way that prepositions are used as part of larger phrases. So when you're listening to English, when you're reading it, you should be um, scanning and analysing the language in that way, looking for chunks of language. For example, we have phrases like good at doing something. You know, he's very good at playing the guitar, for example. Or, you know, in written English, with regard to, uh, as as a way of, um, writing the subject of a uh, of an email uh, I'm writing with regard to the job application for example or other things like it depends on so you just have to remember that we say it depends on you know it depends on the weather not it depends of the weather which is a common mistake but it depends on the weather and to comply with law to comply with laws okay so um, you just have to learn that it's to comply with, not comply to, for example. Um, all right, then. Is that all I've got? Oh, shit. That's all I've got. Looking through the, these year-old notes here, that seems to be all, I've got, all I can give you. I've got other pages here. I've got a page about uh, sleep and dreams. So I planned an episode about sleep and dreaming. That's cool, isn't it? Um, I planned an episode about animals that you find in London. Pigeons, squirrels, foxes, parakeets, rats and mice and swans. Um, okay, that's interesting. But that's not prepositions. Also here I've got a whole page about jokes. Again, not finished. Um, so I'm going to come back to that. You can see that I've got these unfinished 
podcast plans. But sticking with the prepositions thing, um, let's have a look at um, what? Let's have a look at prepositions of place, movement, and time. Okay, right. I'm not going to upload this. Um, I've been recording this for nearly 20 minutes and it's already just ground to a halt. That's it. I've run out of notes and I'm not able to improvise something very insightful about prepositions because I need lists. I need lists of preposition usage. This is a slightly unprepared thing. You might now be listening to this thinking, Luke, you've disappointed everyone. You've disappointed your listeners. You've disappointed your 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 family you've disappointed your father who might be listening to this and most of all you've disappointed yourself you should be ashamed that you didn't prepare this more carefully um maybe what i can do is upload this as a kind of general introduction to prepositions but has this been useful i'm very self-critical have you noticed that i don't know if this this is a a genuine problem that i have in my personality it could be but I don't know if it's a genuine problem, but I tend to sort of... I, okay, I'm like the opposite of a salesperson. I'm the opposite of a, of a marketing person, okay? Now, if, if you're really good at marketing, then it would come completely naturally to you to sell yourself and sell everything you're doing to the point where you don't, for example, shoot yourself in the foot when you're recording an episode of a podcast, Um Instead, when you are doing your podcast, you you kind of make everything shine, make it sound a lot more valuable and important than it really is. The whole thing, in fact, is like a brilliantly executed sales pitch for your product, which you're selling all the time. Okay, that's if you're a really good marketer, if you're really good at marketing. I'm not really that kind of person. I mean, I know about marketing and I know the importance of it. But unless I really plan it carefully, what I tend to do is talk myself down and talk myself into a hole. I'm just too realistic. I'm just too honest to be really good at marketing. Because often marketing is about making something shine, you know, um, polishing something so it looks that little bit more shiny, just so that it sells more, more effectively. Instead, I'm the sort of person who just tells the truth. I feel... I try to tell the truth anyway. I've got a natural, um, uh, a natural desire to try and just be honest and frank. So I'm, I wouldn't make a great marketing person or salesperson. If I had to sell something, I would just be honest about it. And if it was a crap product, I'd find it really difficult to sell. For example, if I had to sell an old iPhone... Okay, here's, imagine this as a business model, that you've managed to buy a bunch of iPhone 3s, the iPhone 3, okay, which is several generations too old, and everyone knows the iPhone 3 now is obsolete, uh, it runs an old operating system, you won't be able to use it with, you know, the new latest applications and so on, it's basically useless, if you've got an iPhone 3 now, it'll be so old that it'll be really slow, it'll be almost impossible to use, okay, now I've managed to procure or purchase a bunch of iPhone 3s, like I've got 100 iPhone 3s, and now I'm going to try and sell them. So if I was to do a proper sales job on a load of iPhone 3s, let's say I'm going to try and sell them at a, you know, like a markup of £50. So I'm selling them at, you know, £75 each. 
So there's the good marketing plan for the iPhone 3 or the good sales pitch for the iPhone for the shitty iPhone 3s that I've got and the bad sales pitch or the the true sales pitch for the for the iPhone 3s. Here's the good sales pitch and it goes like this. Do you need a new mobile phone? Would you like to have an absolutely classic Apple product, a product which people queued up around the block. People were camping outside the Apple store in order to get their hands on one of these amazing phones, one of these incredible smartphones. Would you like an Apple smartphone, but do you, can you not afford it? Well, don't worry. The answer is here. I've got the solution to your problems. You can, if you just follow my advice, if you just follow my simple steps, I'm going to give you the key to having a fantastic Apple iPhone in your pocket today. Okay? You'll finally have that phone that you always wanted. You can, and you're going to get it from me today. Okay? So listen really carefully. I've got some great information to tell you. Okay? Right. So it would probably go something like that. And then you would then you would explain, you know, that it was an iPhone 3. But the iPhone 3 was voted on this website to be the best of all the iPhones that were ever released. And I'm sort of misquoting the website. What they mean is that it was the biggest improvement from the previous one. But in, you know, in comparison to the latest iPhones, it's crap. But it was at the time, it was like the biggest step. Um, so I'd probably use all that sort of information and twist it so that it sounded a lot more attractive. Um, okay, so that would be the good pitch. The bad pitch would be like this. So I've got a bunch of old phones. You probably don't need it. In fact, you don't. You shouldn't really buy it. Um, but anyway, I made a really bad decision and I bought a load of old iPhones that no one wanted. In fact, I, I got them at a really cheap price because, well, I... I mean, it was a bad purchase. I got them cheap, which is the only good thing about this situation, is that I bought them cheap. But they're basically useless. I'm not convinced they work. The batteries are probably all dead anyway. uh, And the operating systems won't work. Plus, they're all locked, so you won't be able to unlock them. You won't be able to use them. But if you'd like to just have an iPhone 3 just for nostalgia value, then you can buy one from me. I'm charging too much, to be honest. £75. Then... They're, they're not even worth 10, but I'm charging you 75. Um, and I just hope that there's someone out there who'd like to buy one. If you want to buy one, then just get in touch with me. I'm not going to give you my email address, but you just have to try and find some way of getting through to me. Um, and then you'll be able to get this, uh, this, this product. I don't know why you would want to, but you can. Um, so, I mean, I, to be honest, I didn't prepare the sales pitch very well. So the fact is, um, these iPhones are well. Just don't, but don't bother. Okay, just forget about it. Okay, <laughs> that's like the the bad sales pitch. Um, what's this metaphor all about, Luke? Well, what I'm trying to say is that um, um, I didn't sell my prepositions episode very well. Um, I could have just uploaded the first twenty minutes of this, and it would have been enough. It would have been fine. In fact, if I was one of these sort of great online English teaching entrepreneurs from America, you know, the, one of these uh, people who have a natural business sense, uh, they're, they're entrepreneurs and they uh, realise that teaching English can be a great way to build a business and they've developed a whole sort of um, a philosophy and a, a great kind of sales um, 
uh, a sales approach to to basically teaching English online. If I was one of those people, there's no way that I would um, present an episode about prepositions in the way that I did. To be honest, in fact, uh, maybe if I was one of those online entrepreneurs, I wouldn't even do an episode on prepositions because I would keep that information, I'd keep that lesson for the paid package that you'd have to download. You know, the really good stuff, you'd have to pay for it. And, you know, it's something you'd get as part of a an English course that you're paying like $30 for or something. So you, you, there's no way that, you know, an, an entrepreneurial English teacher would just give away some good information for free. Um, oh, goodness. So uh, what, what's going on? Basically, I'm trying to explain the fact that this... Okay, I'm trying to explain the fact that I feel like my prepositions episode has become a failure and a disappointment. Um, And also at the same time, I'm saying that I shouldn't even be saying that it's a failure or disappointment. Because if I was good at marketing, I'd be able to um, push the narrative that it's not a failure or disappointment. In fact, it's extremely valuable. And there are probably people out there saying things like, but Luke, what are you doing? Why are you digging yourself into a hole like this? Why on earth are you digging yourself into a hole? What are you doing? Um, the the things that you said at the beginning of this episode, they were really useful, interesting and, and important things that we should know about the way that prepositions are used in English. Sure, you didn't give us every single insight, but there's no reason why this episode is a complete waste of time or a failure just because you didn't tell us everything. The first 20 minutes of this were really useful and authentic in the way that you just kind of presented it as if you were talking naturally it wasn't contrived. It wasn't like fully planned. It was just a guy who who does have some knowledge and experience of the subject talking about prepositions. I suppose the difficulty that I experience in in doing a podcast episode about prepositions is matched by the difficulty that you experience as learners of English with with actually learning these aspects of the language. So we're both being we're both being challenged by the same thing here, which is that prepositions are bloody difficult things to to deal with um, in terms of language learning. Um, I don't think this episode is good enough because my standards dictate that a I should um, give you something really useful uh, about prepositions, and that b I shouldn't publish this episode because I feel like it's. Um, it, it, it's it's not really achieving any of my aims and, and I, I want the standards to be higher on the podcast. And yet I'm a bit conflicted because I kind of think, well, actually I find you might find this to be a fairly interesting episode. Although admittedly, I didn't really uh, deal with prepositions properly. But at the same time, there's something quite engaging about the way in which I'm talking to you in this way. You know what I mean? It's certainly not contrived. Um, yeah, yes. I wonder what you think. Okay, I suppose what I'm... Str- okay, as a conclusion to this episode, let me say this, okay? Number one, I realise that I haven't dealt with the subject of prepositions properly. Number two, um, I plan to, and I, I would like to, do episodes in the future or maybe just one episode in the future in which I deal with the way prepositions are used to describe position and place and time and movement, and also do another episode in which I present 
a number of different collocations, uh, verb preposition collocations, noun preposition collocations, and adjective preposition collocations, just as a way of helping you to focus on those phrases and also as a way of helping you to remember and notice uh, certain lexical phrases involving prepositions. Okay, so I do intend to do that. Um, the third thing is that despite the fact that this hasn't been necessarily Despite the fact that this episode hasn't achieved the aims that it's set out to achieve, I hope that you um, don't mind too much, and I hope that you're still willing to to listen to Luke's English podcast. Of course you are, and I hope you understand that I realise that I'm digging myself into a hole, and I'm very good at that, and selling isn't necessarily my strength. Um, all right. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm now gonna stop because I'm still digging myself into a hole. Do you know the expression to dig yourself into a hole? That's when, obviously, literally, it means that you dig into the ground until you make a hole, and you keep, you know, you keep going down until you're further and further into the hole. Well, in um, in a sort of idiomatic way, you can use that phrase to talk about uh, talking yourself into a. A sort of difficult situation. Now, I'm very good at talking myself into a sort of tricky situation. I'm very good at underselling myself um, and talking myself into a disadvantaged position. <laughs> On the uh, now, uh, in a negative way, that means that I'm you know not very good at sales because uh, I realise that sales, to an extent, is sort of disingenuous and contrived and a bit sort of bullshitty um but on the other hand the the positive thing about digging myself into a hole when i speak is that it's quite funny and i'm able to do it on stage and i just talk and talk until i get myself into a tight situation and then try and talk my way out of it um and in a live performance oh it's hilarious especially when i can interact with the people in the audience and start talking about what they um what they might be thinking okay I, okay, final point. I wasn't really prepared to do the episode on prepositions, and I will come back to this subject. I'll prepare myself properly, and I'll come back at I'll come back at you with um, some more useful content about prepositions. For now, I'm afraid I've I, I've just filled the last half an hour of your life with some rambling. Um, I'm not going to say nonsense because it's not okay. Just some some rambling talking around the subject of prepositions and the difficulties that everybody faces with this uh, particular corner of the English language. Um, yes, I'm now going to stop recording because it's actually time for me to interview um, a podcast listener, someone who uh, won their group in the Your English Podcast competition. I've been doing a few interviews online on Skype today, list, uh, speaking to the uh, winners, the runners-up of the Your English Podcast competition, and I've got an interview scheduled for eight minutes from now. In fact, why did I even start recording this episode when I knew that I'd, I would be interrupted by uh, the appointment I have to interview one of my listeners? Why did I even do that? I think I'm, I'm actually slightly compelled to record episodes of the podcast sometimes like i just sometimes i just think i just want to speak into the microphone i just want to do some podcasting and um i have like these these principles and standards which i've set for myself which are things like whenever i do a podcast there must be some useful content 
unless I can justify doing an episode in which I just um, speak in a random way, in which case that should be the theme of the episode. Um, Okay, I'm really rambling badly here. But this is a podcast. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, I've I've achieved nothing. In fact, um, I feel like maybe we've we've actually gone down into some sort of negative position here, where listening to this may have actually caused you to. Um, to <laughs> it may have actually been more harmful than helpful. Uh, I'm going to cut my losses now, um, and I'm going to stop recording. Luckily, I I have um, a rope which I can use to pull myself out of this hole. Don't ask me how I'm going to do that. Maybe I can sort of, you know, lasso the rope over a tree nearby, wrap it around a tree, like throw it out of the hole until it wraps around a tree or hooks onto a branch, and then I can pull myself out of the hole. And then I'll be back on the the surface of the earth, ready to to just start again. Um, Yes, that's what I've done. You see, there I am. I've pulled myself out of the hole. And here we are back on level ground. And uh, so all that remains for me to say is thank you very much for listening to this um, mixed uh, episode of Luke's English Podcast, which I might not even upload. Uh, We'll see. We'll see what happens to it. Um, But uh, for now, uh, for this episode, it's uh, it's time for me to say goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.